0: Hi, and welcome to Does This Make Me Look Old? A podcast about aging as gracefully as possible when you're just not ready. We're two 40-something-year-old friends who find themselves
1: kind of straddling that really odd period of time when aging and everything that it's associated
0: with is starting to become a much bigger part of our lives. We're definitely curious, but at the same time, rather terrified about aging. I'm Shiv. I'm a health science nerd and pop culture fiend. And I'm Sim. An adult in waiting, obsessed with finance and self-help books. We're going to be talking about the stereotypes of aging and
1: how they affect us. And we'll also be doing some deeper dives um, into some interesting topics, such as what it's like to get old in the society, dating when you're older, and
0: scientific advancements in anti-aging products, and even evolution and scientific thinking around aging. And throughout it all, we chat, rant, laugh about our adulting mishaps, of which there are so, so, so many. So join us as we navigate our second quarter life crisis. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Does This Make Me Look Old? Today, we actually wanted to talk about regrets.
1: Yeah. Introduce the topic? Sure, why not? Well, I mean, basically, I wanted to... I was just having one of those weeks where I was just like, uh, I don't know, work work was stressful. And then I was like, you know, I wonder... I wonder about regrets as you get older and will I regret the fact that I'm spending so much time at work (laughs) so I wanted to see like yeah so then um yeah so basically I just wanted to see whether or not uh like or just wanted to kind of gauge what how people who have already um you know passed the point of retirement whether or not they had any regrets about um Mm -hmm. their their youth and how they, what they felt. So I came across this article in the independent and it's about a gentleman by the name of Carl Pillemer, who's professor of human development at Cornell. And apparently he was part of a study um, called the legacy project, which was started in 2004. And, um, basically they interviewed up up to 1500 Americans who are 65 and older, Mm -hmm. um, basically people who lived in the through the Great Depression and wanted to know, you know, what um, made them happy and what they've learned over time and, we mm-hmm. you know, what they could pass down to no- younger generations. So as part of that, he wrote this book. It's called 30 Lessons for Living. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically all the information that he gleaned from interviewing these subjects. And then the one thing that he says that they – that these people regret was and this is a quote I would have spent less time worrying and I regret that I worried so much about everything which I mean I, I'm like really that's the only thing that you regret in life but yeah that was like that Wait, was often is that
0: like the top thing or is that like is that one of many things that he talks about or just that yeah that was the main concern for people right. yes yeah Yeah. So
1: that's basically uh, what he found was that he thought that they would have spent more time worrying about things like affairs that they'd had in the past or bad business deals or, you know, if they went through addiction or things like that. But apparently Mm -hmm. over and over again, he would he just heard that like they they had spent time worrying and they wish that they had spent less time doing so, which is so strange.
0: So wait. So basically people especially people who may have had affairs or cheated in business deals or done something, you know, ridiculous like that. Their biggest regret was that they worried about these things.
1: It doesn't say that they worried about... Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I know. It it is strange. It is strange that like, that this would be their main concern. But yeah, so he... he Doesn't say why... Um yeah, it's just uh it doesn't actually say why, but basically what he says is that over and over among the mm-hmm. like the you know over a 1000 or so people that he talked to, they oh, he basically heard yeah, yeah, it is. So he yeah. heard he heard versions of I would spend less time worrying. Mm-hmm. And that if they had a single do-over, they would have liked to they would have liked to have all of the time back that they spent fretting anxiously about the future which oh, is
0: wait about the future. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense. But how is that? Oh, okay. So it's more about how they behaved because they were worried about the future. But they would constantly like they regret the time that they spent worrying about the future. Yeah. Versus I regret having done something like this is about things that they didn't do other than the fact that they worried about something. Do you know, that doesn't even make sense, but do you know what I mean? What? Like, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're at like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Why don't people just sort of, you know, go inside my head and just know what I'm trying to <laughs> Okay. Basically, what I'm hearing and, you know, maybe I don't understand this, but maybe what I'm hearing is that people are like, this is about regrets. Uh, sorry, this regret is about worrying about things that didn't really happen, right? It's yeah. it's like they're worrying about their future at the time. So they might have yeah. been thirty years old, but they were worried about something um that might or might not happen. And and they now that they're older, they regret the time they spent worrying about those things. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because, okay. yeah because they found that they were often worrying about things that over which they had little control and in the end it didn't really matter.
0: Yeah, but then, I know. know- it, that in principle makes sense. No? Yeah. It does.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. Because I was thinking about that myself. And because I was like, because after reading this article, I was like, what do I regret in my life? And I was just like, I don't know that I regret. Well, I mean, like, I'm not 65. Obviously, there's a whole, you know, other quarter century that I can like spend <laughs> fucking up, basically, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then regretting things. But like, I don't know that I, I don't know that I regret the things that I worried about because I feel like the things that I worried about were tangible things. Like I feel like, I don't know, like, you know, like right now, obviously I worry about things at work and you should Mm -hmm. worry about the things at work because it has impacts on like other people. Right. Like it has. impacts, Yeah. Yeah. Like it, like for me, it has impacts on like patients and then it has impacts on, um, like on on like job stability, like you know that type of thing. So like, yeah. so there I'm like, okay. So you're telling me to stop worrying about this? Like that kind of makes no sense because you're right. Actually, it, it's like a tangible thing, like that has yeah. yeah, like and 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 it has implications for other people, right? Like I mean, mm-hmm. I guess maybe they're wor- Like maybe they they're focusing on things that like. I don't know, that may have seemed important at the time, but then like, like
0: in it hindsight, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, turned out not to be. But you know what though? You're right actually, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, like I worry about the future. And I think the fact that I'm worried about it is what's making me work hard or save money or make decisions and quote unquote sacrifices. Because if I wasn't worried, then I feel like I wouldn't, prepare for the future yeah yeah exactly like those things like I don't I don't know yeah like I mean it's easy to sort of say once you're you hit 90 or whatever and you've lived a good life and you have say the funds and the means to be okay financially then it's easy to sort of look back and say oh man I worried about nothing yeah you know but That's a little bit of a, I don't know, a rose-colored glasses thing.
1: I know. That's what I felt, too. I was just like, okay. Like, you're kind of coming – you've come through on the other end, you know? Like, like your life – like, you've already lived most of your life, so you can look back on it and be like, oh, you know, like – Now, in hindsight, this wasn't – Yeah, it wasn't so important. But at the time, it might have been, you know? Like, and at the time, it might have had implications on, like, your future. So, yeah. Like, I feel like – I mean, yeah, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like, okay, it reminds me of things like getting into college, where you were like, where you were like so stressed about like the different applications and oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, and, like scholarships and all of this stuff, and like, mm-hmm. like looking back on it, but, but this is the difference. Mm-hmm. So looking back on it, I'm like, okay, like. It worked out like you're yeah. you're living the life that you have, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, sure, you could have gotten into MIT, but like you didn't, you know. Like when I <laughs> mean, like,
0: and, and so it worked out okay, yeah,
1: yeah, and it worked out okay. And so like yeah. you can kind of you can you can look at it like that, but at the yeah. same time, like I would never say that I shouldn't have been worrying about that because it did matter. Like yes. that stuff actually did matter and did affect my journey and where I am Mm -hmm. now. So like, this is what I don't get. I'm like, what were you worrying about that didn't matter? (laughs) Yeah, I I think, you know, I don't know what the methodology
0: was for this, right?
1: But I feel well, the, the like methodology talking- here, yeah. So the methodology I mean, here, from the sounds of it, is just interviewing people. So it's okay. just like, hey, how are you? Tell me about your life. Tell yeah. give us, okay. give us like little, like you know, nuggets of wisdom from like you know
0: the life that you've lived. So it's not like super, like it's not super scientific. Okay. The reason I ask about this is because humans in general have a tendency to sort of you know, the nostalgia thing we covered a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. We we have a tendency to sort of, you know, especially when we get over the humps of the hard aspects of our lives, sort of almost look back with some kind of fondness. Maybe it's a fondness for our resilience. We focus on what got us through that period. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so, and there's that element. And the second element is, did he the, or she who's who's the uh,
1: he, so yeah so the well i mean the main the main researcher that they interviewed was this gentleman carl pilmer okay. but i don't know how many other people were involved in this project because i mean it's a lot of people and i That's really a lot of people. highly doubt that he was like the sole interviewer for
0: all of this so i'm but sure I that there were other it. people involved yeah. but he's the, wonder, he's like
1: the lead yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: but i wonder if people actually do you know what I mean? Like when you first meet someone and you're interviewing for whatever reason, and you might be honest, but in general, how deep would you really go? Yeah, I
1: know. That's what I wonder too. And like, okay, so I'm just gonna read a little excerpt about the like the point of the project. And okay. so, so this is what this is what he says on the site, mm. uh, on like the the site about the legacy project. So basically. Is there something that older people know that the young don't about how to live? So to answer that question, Carl Pillemer, who's a professor of gerontology in medicine, created the Legacy Project, in which he surveyed more than 1,200 of the oldest Americans to seek their advice for living better, happier lives. Mm -hmm. Consulting the academic literature, Pillimer found that although there have been general studies of, quote, elder wisdom, studies Mm -hmm. have not asked older people to share practical advice for living based on their long experience. Mm -hmm. Major themes emerged from his interviews, and I think this is where they try to sell the book. (laughs) But anyway, so major themes emerged from his interviews, which Pillimer distilled into a set of life lessons in Mm -hmm. Such mm-hmm. categories as love and marriage, child rearing, work and career, aging well, avoiding yeah. regrets, dealing with loss, and prescriptions for happiness. Mm-hmm. According to Pilmer, the the goal of the legacy project is to capture this kind of practical wisdom before mm-hmm. the oldest generation is gone. Well,
0: that's, that's nice, actually.
1: Yeah, it is. But then the other thing that I was thinking about was, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I think we should mm-hmm. learn from older generations. Yeah, they have they have you know. a lot, they have a lot of wisdom to to give. But like, Like it's funny that like the people that he interviewed or or at least the people that showed up in the independent article are women. And like, and I mean, I don't mean, I I guess I am going,
0: what? Why did you just sigh? Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) The reason I sighed is because it'll probably end up like, okay. It can, it'll sound a little bit ranty. Not ranty, but maybe a little bit controversial or a bit stereotypical. But the thing is is that, okay, so if you interview a 90-year-old woman about, Mm -hmm. like, things that she was worrying about, like, chances are she wasn't worrying necessarily about the same things that we would be worrying about as a modern woman. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because, like, as in she wouldn't worry about it back then.
1: Yeah. Like so. Like it, yeah. She was
0: forty year old. She yeah have about the same type of things. Exactly. Yeah. 40 okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. Because like yeah. if you think
1: about it, let's say they interviewed her right at the beginning of the Legacy Project. It was two thousand four. Right. So she's uh-huh. ninety in two thousand four. So then like that would have meant that she was you know, uh, you know she was born in nineteen ten like the tens nineteen tens, and so yeah. like when she was forty, like what would have that been like nineteen fifty. Like, it's a totally different time. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So then part of me is just like, okay, like, I feel bad saying this, but I'm just kind of like, okay, I I get it. Like, you know, the things that you worried about maybe didn't have, like, didn't end up impacting your life in any big way. But then, like,
0: (laughs) ooh, that is controversial. (laughs) Right?
1: Like, I just feel like if I, like, if we, I don't know, like, like, it's a modern. As a modern working woman,
0: like our our challenges are different for yeah, sure, and our right? environment is very different, yeah. right? So our need or things that impact us or our stressors for our worry are might actually, be, are very different, are and very different, actually warrant worrying about exactly.
1: Like I feel like, yeah, and even a mother in the modern age has like a totally different set of worries than a mother
0: like back then, you know. So I was just mm-hmm. like. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, because we can assume, like, I don't know, three things, right? Like, either she got married and had children by the time she was 40, yeah. uh, for some reason, she was um, a spinster. And I'm using the term of the day, I guess, like, yeah, you know, yeah, that they would have used. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, spinster or old. <laughs> right uh, no and or the third thing would have been that she was a career woman um, in the 50s but then she would have been a very um like it would have been
1: it would have been a very niche it would have been a very niche, niche segment yeah. of society yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: like yeah although like i mean i guess the other thing is the other thing is is that like They did live through the wars. Like, that's the other thing, right? Like, that's a totally that's a totally different time. And I yeah. mean, and maybe that gives them a different perspective too because it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, we fucking lived through the wars and we came you out the bad. other you end. And everything's oh my fine. God. Yeah. yeah, right? So like calm the fuck out. down. Yeah, things yeah. worked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that maybe that's part of it too, right? Like I so wish so. they'd gone into it in a little bit more detail. Maybe I just like, the point is that
0: we should read the book. Should- <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's what we need to do. Even <laughs> when we were mentioning about like, the different categories and 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 the life lessons a bit the thought that came to mind was Mitch album's um book oh that book oh I'm Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays with Maury <laughs> oh, oh, Tuesdays
1: with Maury <laughs> oh oh Tuesdays with Maury oh yeah yeah or, no I thought it's was was like, Something was the about other going one? to heaven or five things That's in time to right. go to no, heaven oh I hated that fucking book don't even talk to me about it was so bad, bad.
0: So I don't to remember much about that book I remember Tuesdays with Maury a little bit more um, so I think like in some ways I get the generalities of, of these life lessons, if you will. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, actually, if something is truly out of your control, for example, you're in a war situation or in our case, a pandemic situation, not yeah. quite the same, but you know, um, highly impactful in our society, right? Yeah. Like if everybody's getting impacted, <laughs> but, but yeah, so once you get through it, you know, that resilience you show in having gotten through it, you you do realize, you know what, there were certain actions that we took during that time that probably was overkill, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, maybe we could have been a little bit more, I don't know, whatever, insert action here, right? Like, we could have been um, less careful, less stressed, less worried, whatever, right? Yeah. But... While we were going through it, like, last year, last summer, I don't know about you, but I was terrified of going out, mm-hmm. you know, for a little bit. Like, I think you and a couple of other people were the only people that were, like, inside my bubble, Yeah, right. right? very diligent about it. Whereas now, I'm a lot more, you know, like, eh, like, okay, I can, you know, like, I, I, I'll be calculated, cal- I'll calculate my risk, you know, yeah. a, little yeah. then- a little bit more. I'm a little bit more... Yeah, risk um, tolerant, tolerant. If you yeah, like. But the thing is, is
1: that I don't know that I would tell other people like, oh, you know, the time that you were worrying through the pandemic, it really wasn't. Like, there was no point to it. Like, I would never tell somebody that because well, while you were cool. going through it, it is it, a big deal. It was a big deal, right? It was a big deal. It caused a lot of stress, and mm-hmm. you know, the reason that you're actually like you've come through on the other side and you're happy and healthy might just be because you took the precautions. You know what I mean? Like, so why? Yeah. And you worried, yeah. Yeah, and worried right? Like, <laughs> I, so like, I would never say like, oh, don't really worry. True. Like, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that's the part that I have a problem with. Cause I'm just like, okay. Uh, like why, like, why are you telling people not to worry? Because if it's some, like, if it's an actual tangible thing that should be worried about, then I don't know. I don't know. Like, no, I
0: think you're right. Um, and And you know what? Maybe the point of, the thing that they're trying to say was more around the behavior of it. I think it was more I don't know. I haven't read the book. So I'm just trying to <laughs> Well, put I, mean, a I can, in my I head. can go th- I can go through
1: the article and give you some of like the points that people yeah. made like about what what Do. what yeah, yeah, what they, yeah, you look they up
0: first points. Um, I think the what I'm thinking of is you know sometimes people worry so much that they don't prepare um, and I wonder, you par- know what I mean? paralyzes them Paralyzed by the worry and anxiety, yeah. and, and and you're you're so scared, and and you overthink and ruminate on certain things. Yeah. And I wonder if that's the type of worrying that people talk about.
1: Where, <laughs> yeah, where well, the
0: kind that of- I wish I hadn't spent twenty days, for example, you yeah. know, worrying about something that I could have spent and then prepared and solved within a day or two.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess kind of, um so just like, like, not practical, like, 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 an impractical worry or whatever, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, you're worrying so much that you're frozen yeah. into action.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, it, it, like that can happen. And, like, it's... Yeah. And it, it isn't it isn't useful, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So some of the things that they said that they learned over the course of their lifetime was mm-hmm. to, well, the first one was focus on the short term rather than the long term. And this, per, this one person, she's um, 102 years old, um, oh. Eleanor Madison. So she said like, if you worry a lot, you have to stop and think to yourself, this too will pass. You can't go on worrying all the time because it destroys you in life really. But there's All the times when you think of worrying and you can't help it, then just make yourself stop and think. It doesn't do you any good. You have to put it out of your mind as much as you can at the time. You just have to take one day at a time. It's a good idea to plan ahead if possible, but you can't always do that because Mm -hmm. things don't always happen the way you were hoping they would happen. So the most important thing is one day at a time. I mean, that's good advice, you know, like you can, there's only so much you can control and you you can kind of deal with things as they come. Like, I think that's, that's good. Um, Yeah. I, don't I mean, it makes sense in, in principle. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It makes sense in principle. Um, but doesn't it just mean that you're using the worry and making yourself act on it? So isn't the worry good? Yeah. <laughs> in some no, ways?
0: A, yeah, because we've <laughs> saying, like, don't overthink. Worry clearly but try and come up with a solution and and move forward. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then
1: yeah, exactly. And then that kind of goes into the second point which is so the second point that they made was instead of worrying prepare. So then mm-hmm. somebody said if so this is a 74-year-old man named Joshua Bateman. So he said if you're going to be afraid of something, you really ought to know what it is, at least understand why. Um, identify it. I'm afraid of X. And sometimes you might have good reason. That's a legitimate concern. And you can plan for it instead of worrying about it, which is, I think, what we're saying is that, yeah, like, yeah, like if it's worry about something nebulous that you can't control, like, yeah, that can end up becoming pathological. But like,
0: but I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry at all. <laughs> I find right. that would be really I'm just going to say, like, I think both the quotes that you use don't actually say don't worry. Yeah. It's just basically saying don't Get frozen with worry, like yes. you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's
1: misleading. Like, I think the title of the article is misleading about like you know, yeah. like, like stop worrying about things because I think that, I think that worry can actually be, it can push you to do things, right? Like you, can, it and pushes push you, you to prepare do, for things, yeah,
0: like yeah, prepare exactly. That preparation is key. Yeah, like I have this huge presentation and I'm stressed and worried about it. Yeah. Um, but that's actually making me prepare and, you know, make sure that I've, you know, fact checked every piece. I've, I've uh, written down questions that I anticipate might come my way. Um, you know, I pra- did a, a few practice runs so that I minimize these ums and uhs that I do when I speak like a normal person. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So I think I'm just, I don't know. I think a little bit of worrying is good. Overall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, but then, like, your worry is like a tangible thing, right? Like, it's this presentation. You're worried about it going well because, like, the consequences of it are the fact that, well, you're, you have a team, you don't want to let them down. Plus, like, you want, to go ahead, you know, you want to be able to get promoted. Like this is, yeah. these are all steps towards getting it. So you can't just say like, eh, don't worry about it because in the end it'll work, it'll work out. Okay. Because the thing is, is you don't know that until you get to the end. So
0: like, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's just, <laughs> yeah, I you know. know, I know. And, and, and to be honest, um, even the way it works out, it may be different, right? Like it may, may actually result in a some, you know, something different, which I wasn't worried about. uh, But because I worried about something, it forced me to do something else, you know, and and I landed somewhere different. But yeah, until I reach the end, I won't know whether or not this was a good thing. Exactly, exactly. Like, I think, yeah, I, I think that like for
1: one of these studies where there's the benefit of hindsight, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know how helpful it is because it's just like, well, yeah, your life worked out
0: well, but I don't know if my life is
1: going to work out well. Well, so you the let me worry who's about who's one hundred and
0: two, that person who's one hundred and two, clearly, you know, she's she has she's had a good long life, which sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah, and you know, and and of course, she's, you know probably made some healthy decisions in life you know to the or genetics may have played a role but also probably her lifestyle right she yeah. took care of herself and not done certain things so yeah uh, you know her worrying was probably just channeled differently right <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> exactly or maybe like something that like and it's also perception too right because I, like, I yeah, it, it, it depends on book. whether or not you think it's worrying, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know that. Like, I, yeah, like if I worry about work, like I'm not going to really think of that as like inactive worrying or pathologic mm-hmm. worrying because like that actually like there's a reason I'm worrying about that. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm if I'm explaining myself well, but like it's just. Uh, I think we should read this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I know. I'm. I, like, I don't know if it's gonna make me happy. Like,
0: I don't know if it's gonna teach me something or if I'm just gonna be mad about it. <laughs> Either well, way, I, I think what I want to know is: Did the interviewers have like establish a, a a trust in that relationship to be able to get to deeper conversations? Like, yeah. how many times did they talk to the people? What kind of you know, like how long a period was it? Like a once and done thing? You know? Yeah. Um, because if, if it was like a once and done thing, like, oh, here, we're going to have an interview or a focus group and people may be honest, but it really wouldn't be deep. So yeah, yeah. maybe that's why it, you know, uh, it's what it is, right? Yeah.
1: And, and the advice seems a little bit trite because it's so yeah. superficial, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Whereas, you know, if they actually did Take into account, like, I want to know if there was any cultural differences or was there any gender differences, right? Yeah. Uh, like, it can't just be an age thing. And then I want to know the socioeconomic um, characteristics yes of these people you know, how are they living today where are they living today what kind of lifestyle did they come from how much money did they have because that would actually probably contribute to the level of worry that you have in your younger years oh for um, sure definitely right yeah because like I mean if you're if you're, very, if you're working if you're if a job f- going to feed your child yeah uh, it's easy to sort of say oh don't worry but, yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, I, like, like I know. Like I'm, I'm going to sweat the small stuff because yeah, it's the only stuff I it have matters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, and and the thing is, is like nothing small. Like everything would be yeah. a big a big thing. And like yeah, that's the thing. Like if if somebody comes from a very affluent family and mm-hmm. like doesn't really have to worry about you know like supporting yeah. themselves, then yeah, like your 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 anxiety about things is totally different, right? Like yeah, no, I, it's true. Like I like. It, and, yeah, and it, even when they quote these people, they don't really quote very much about them. It's just like, Eleanor Madison, 102 years old. Okay, like, that doesn't tell me anything about her or her life, you know? Yeah. And this one's interesting, though, because it comes from a nun. So <laughs> this is the one where they Aww. actually said the job. So this is Sister Claire, who's a 99-year-old yeah. nun. So uh-huh. she said, actively work towards acceptance. And so she says um, – so basically, her, her advice is just let it be. So then she says that everybody has uncharitable thoughts. You can't help it. Some people get on your nerves, and that will be there until you die. But when they start, and I find myself thinking, well, now she shouldn't do that. I should tell her that, you know, something. And mm-hmm. then she said, let it be. Often, before I say anything, I think, if I did that, then what? And then let it be. And she says, oh, so many times I felt grateful that I did nothing. That lesson has helped me an awful lot. So, turn the other cheek, kind of pretty thing. much. Pretty much turn the other cheek.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to sound like the, the, the corporate alpha that I am. Sometimes. And I'm not, but sometimes I have an inner corporate alpha. Yeah. Let's go with that. I'm okay, um, sure. <laughs> but what, doesn't that actually make you a doormat? Like you're essentially telling people that they can walk all over you and they can treat you however you'll just let it be. Like, what if, you know, you would be doing the person a favor by just teaching them that they can't just go around being an idiot?
1: But then keep in mind that she's a nun. <laughs> like, I'm just like, That's she lives it. in a different life. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm like, for her, it's okay to let it be. Because... I <laughs> it. <Okay, stop. Okay. laughs> But I agree. It, it totally depends on like it totally oh. depends on your life, right? Like
0: I mean, in the corporate world, life lessons to learn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, but in the corporate world, it clearly doesn't behoove you to let it be. Like this doesn't, this won't get
0: you ahead. This won't, you know. This you won't. no, it's not about getting ahead or anything. It's just that sometimes I feel like people, and not just in corporate, but in 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 the world, right? Like you'll see these situations or you read about these news articles where people just sort of. Like, they, they're so entitled to their feelings and their own, um, you know, desires and wants and needs, right? Yeah. That it, they're okay with other people's suffering as a result of that. Yeah. So, like, they, you know, they don't think it's a big deal, right? Like, mm-hmm. to treat someone rudely. And we'll just use a, a small example of sometimes, like, servers, right? Like, treating servers rudely. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why the F would you do that? Right. Like there's no earthly reason why you think that just because you're at a restaurant, you can talk to a person who is actually making it easy for you Mm -hmm. like a douche. Right. Like why would you talk to them like a douche? And so that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, why would you let those kind of people get away with it? And like, you know like what earthly reason is there to yeah. let that behavior continue like people should know that it's not okay that that kind of attitude or action or the way they talk deserves a bitch slap thank you but okay okay <laughs> i'm just gonna
1: okay i'm just gonna counter i'm just well it's not really a counter argument but i'm just gonna like counter with something and just let me know what you think. So, okay. I agree. Like there are people out there who treat people like this. Right. And like, you know, many of us are like thinking in our heads, like this isn't right, but I don't think it would be in the, in the server's best interest to tell people to do that. Like, I know you're saying like, you shouldn't, let people treat you like a doormat. But then you don't know what the server yeah. circumstances are. Like, I don't think it's the server's place to do that. It is no, whoever it's the other is people. sitting. Yeah. It's the other people that that person is with that should be That's the true. ally yeah. for the server and say, I'm sorry, you should not be treating them this way.
0: Like if the, the server does speak up, then we should uh, support that. You know, if the server does speak up, he or she, and says, um, you know, sir, ma'am, please do not speak to me in that tone, um, that is respectful. I think that, you know... The consequences shouldn't be negative on them, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is you don't know, right? Like that person mm-hmm. could stand up for yeah. themselves and you don't know whether or not they lose their job because their, you know, their boss thinks mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have piped up. The, whoever they're talking to is like the CEO of like X company and comes in here all the time and blah, blah, blah. Like you don't, you, 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 yeah, don't, you yeah. just don't. No, you're right. You're yeah. Right.
0: Uh, it is easier said than done. Like you know, I mean, a lot of these conversations that I have where I'm berating people, it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> in real life, <laughs> I, I have a lot of um, you know, <laughs> you know, um, uh, was it a Friends episode? <laughs> I'm going to bring a Friends reference. <laughs> it's a it all episode. comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it comes full circle. Um, I'm making. If you must know, I'm making fists with my toes. <laughs> there's this hand gesture that I think it was Ross who does it, and who's like, you know, "Oh like, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's like where he just sort of fist bumps his uh, two hands together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, new kind of a thing, and I feel like that's <laughs> what I want to do. <laughs> that's what I end up doing because I, I'm, I'm too uh, cowardly to actually say anything, anything. <laughs> uh, yeah exactly no i mean
1: yeah like there's all these they're all but maybe these are the things we shouldn't really be worrying about because at the end yeah, of the day yeah, then, you know, no, i
0: think the sentiment of the article I, I think i do understand the sentiment of the article i do want to read the book so when you get a chance send me the link to the, <laughs> uh, to the title uh because i think at one of these days, I will uh, pick up reading again and and start. And I think I'll put that on my list. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I mean, I think we should fun.
0: probably we should probably read it and see whether
1: or not we do agree with like what's being said. I mean, I'm curious to know what these you know, like elder like older adults actually, um, yeah, had to say had to say about their lives <laughs> and what they learned and whatnot.
0: It would be interesting. Actually, I want to know what older people today because th- these are these people were interviewed in 2004. You said, yeah. Okay, so that's a long time ago. Um, Yeah. Like 16 years ago, 15 years ago? My math sucked. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, –
1: yeah, it's 17 17
0: years ago now, yeah. 17 Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, So yeah, that's a long time, Um, you know. So I'm curious like older people or people, you know, what are are their biggest regrets, Um, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm sure sure there was more – and I'm sure there's more than just worrying, right? Like I, yeah. I have a feeling. Like I mean, you know, this makes like worrying makes it a nice, tidy little article. So yeah, um, but there might be a lot more to
0: it. Exactly. That um, we we missed out. No, yeah, definitely. I think uh, we should check it out. Um, yeah, and I think I will ask everyone. You know, if if you have things that you regret. Um, and and that's come with as you've gotten older. Um, share that with us. Let us know. Um, yeah, yeah, because
1: we know. yeah we could do another episode where we just like talk about like regrets that we we have now or concerned concerned about for the future or like whatever. Yeah, like it would be it would be interesting. I'd be it interested be, to know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but. I think on that note, we should probably call it a night, day, whatever. <laughs> An
1: episode. Let's call it an episode.
0: episode. <laughs> uh, at, uh, we're on social, so Facebook, Instagram, um, or email us at Does This Make me look Old at gmail.com. And uh, all the social handles are uh, of the same name. So definitely look us up.
1: And, Although Twitter uh, isn't, right? I thought Twitter was does this make me look too or something like that, no?
0: Oh, yeah. But I think if you search for it, it still shows up
1: oh okay all right well you can definitely find us all the social handles on our website so that's yeah does this make me look
0: old.com yeah yeah and uh yeah and and uh until next week uh, adios bye